On the 12th floor, dropping the disc of Augusta. Don't diss Augusta. It's the Drop the Disc podcast on the 12th floor. Welcome to Drop the Disc. This week's podcast, a continuation of the Augusta Rocks miniseries where we interview local artists. This week's guest, John Kruger, a solo artist who's also been in many bands and opened in many local venues. Many locals might remember Sector 7G, where John would perform as an opening act for pop punk bands. Like you came to a punk rock show, or a pop punk is I think what they called it. So I'm gonna just play hard and fast, break a lot of strings, and just go crazy. And I wrote like upbeat, pop songs, lovey-dovey stuff. John also talks to us about how writing music has been so important for his musical career. It's kind of really part of the inspiration of just wanting to not only be a part of like the making the music, but actually like making the songs. So like I was, you know, totally inspired by that and obsessed with it. So like I quit everything else I was doing in my life, baseball, I was going to be shortstop for the Yankees. And how many bands has he been involved in? Leeway was the first one. The Mirrors. These are ones I didn't even mention because it's high school stuff. Uh, Tumbling Tumbleweeds, Eskimojitos, Calamino, Dixie Motor Lodge. I think that's all of them. Rattlesnake Cobra, awesome. John sat down with us on Tuesday, September 1st. We had an incredible conversation. And of course, don't forget to stay till the end because he played three really, really great songs for us as well. Check him out on Spotify. Check him out on Apple Music. And of course, make sure you enjoy the show. This is the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. This episode, like all episodes, is presented by Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. Nancy Powell is not only my personal trusted real estate broker, Chris's trusted personal real estate broker, but also voted as Cyber City's best real estate broker. There's nothing else we can say. She's simply incredible and such a hard worker. Nancy Powell at Downtown Augusta Broker, presenting sponsor for all of Drop the Disc in 2020. Thank you so much. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm Bash. And uh, we're Drop the Disc Podcast, and we are doing a special, our uh, Augusta Rocks series. That's right. We are continuing our mini-series, Augusta Rocks. This week, we have a really exciting guest. Last episode of Augusta Rocks, Chris. We we had Lotus and I. We had a full house. There's four people. There's eight instruments. Yeah. This week, we have one single man. We have one single guitar. I'm really excited to see it. It's Mr. John Kruger. And and for the record, he said single man. Are you single? <laughs> Ladies. Okay. <laughs> so we will make sure to put that on social media. You can add that. <laughs> Let me go ahead and get you to introduce yourself, and then we're going to delve into your backstory, Mr. Kruger. Right. Cool. I'm John Kruger, uh, singer, songwriter for uh, the band John Kruger, um, l- lead singer, um, run run the show, basically. We usually wait yeah. a while to get into this, but did it take you long to determine that that would be your name? You know, it was given to me. and uh, I, But as your performing name? You know, I thought about doing a stage name several yeah. times because I would always get like the John Kruger Mellencamp thing. You could be like post, you could do yeah. what Post Malone and, uh, and, you know, and Childish Gambino did. Totally, man. Go yeah. online, just Google a name. Oh, that's how they came up with it? That's how they came up with it. You can look that oh, up. Wow. Well, I always, whenever I'm picking a band name, I do the whole Google search. Make yeah. sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Luckily, no one ever has the band name that's in my head. Right. Uh, 
probably for good measure, you know. <laughs> so uh, that's always the first step. And you know, when I googled John Kruger, ta-da, nothing. Nobody Congratulations. Does. And now, it's J.K. JK. JK, easy enough. You know. Easy. So, John, we're going to talk a lot about your music and a lot about your band, cool. the John Kruger Band. <laughs> um, but before we do, we want to talk a lot about you personally, Mr. John Kruger. All right. And and so let's start with this. You told us, uh, you know, before the show, before we started recording, you've been in Augusta for 22 years. Yeah, I moved here when I was 10 years old from uh, Columbus, Ohio. Whoa. Okay. okay. Yeah, a little Midwest in me, you know. Do you have yeah. any influences from that? Has uh, that affected I mean, it's the, you? It's the Midwest, dude. I mean. <laughs> Aside from your accent, which is clearly, you've avoided the Southern accent. I don't know. Yeah, people can't really figure out where I'm from. <laughs> I don't really, like, have an accent. Uh, it's, like, it's more like a lazy sort of, like, a little bit of a mumble. I think people maybe don't understand me all the time. I'm really working on my diction here for the <laughs> listeners. I'm doing my best. I hope uh, you understand me. And, and, you know, I, I think uh, so far you've done a great job here. So oh, cool. you mentioned to us you went to Practice. Lakeside High School. Lady A High School. That's Lady right. A High School. Yeah. Talk to us about playing music, going to Lakeside. Uh, did you start playing music in high school or, or was it before that? Yeah. When did you start playing music? Totally. Right. Yeah. I was like 14. So that would have been Middle high school. school. Oh. Well, yeah. That's the freshman end. year. Freshman year, probably. There it is. So yeah. you started playing music in Augusta, Georgia. Totally. Excellent. So tell us know. more about that. <laughs> uh, you know, my friends started playing guitar. So I kind of just like followed them doing that. Right. And uh, so before that, my dad had bought me a guitar for Christmas. He's like, trust me, you're going to want to like learn this. And, you know, I listen to music all the time, but I was never like, oh, I want to play it. But then like the strokes happened mm, okay and i was yeah. like okay i yeah i get it i mean i loved like bob dylan and john lennon and all that stuff uh harry chapin but never i was like i want to do what they're doing it's harder to relate to like a bob dylan you're like that was great 40 years ago right <laughs> and I, it still is but it's like right of course right it's like oh i'm never gonna write like that and you right know? <laughs> and i was actually gonna ask do you have any inspiration artists, bands, and whatnot. You kind of named a few already. Are there others that you'd like to lay out there where your music is inspiration? Especially like Hmm. when you first started playing, right? Right. Like you said, you said the strokes, right? Totally. Were you emulating them? I mean, I was dressing like them for sure. Yeah. And like like Nirvana came along and all, well, they had already come along. Right. I mean, like you discovered them. They come along for you. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like when, yeah. So I kind of like shape shift a little bit. And in high school, I got back into the 70s again. So I was wearing, like, you know, trying to dress like the Beatles, like Tom Petty. So, like, <laughs> tight jeans, cowboy boots, you know, which didn't allow, afford, like, a lot of friends, you know, to be like, <laughs> oh, let's go hang out with that guy. Um, so I definitely was like, uh, so were you playing gigs in high school? Yeah. Like, I mean, the first gig was with, like, at a local, uh, at the high school like opening for a play like a little musical thing or whatever so i was with like i joined a band with like much seniors and i was like young kid Impressive. Uh, so they were the losers in that regard (laughs) 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 kidding um so they let me play with them and i learned a lot from doing that and then they all graduated went away and i was like all right I'm on my own. Here we go. Right. But my first gig it was actually like my first job. It was at Cotton Patch right down there. Wow. You were telling us about yeah, that. Yeah, we lived in, uh, me and my folks lived in that pink building 
right there. Really? Really. Yeah, so just take the elevator down, my guitar, set everything up. It's literally like just walk across the street, play every Monday, Tuesday night, learn. And when you did know. you start doing that? When you were, what, 16, 15? Yeah, wow. I couldn't drive yet. Didn't need to. Yeah. Oh, it would have been nice, you know, carrying a bunch, you know, gear and true. speakers That's and true. stuff. You had a cart. Yeah. A cart, I'm sure. Uh, Going down, uh, what is that? Jones? Is Jones, yeah. Yeah. yeah those <laughs> were the days, man. Um, I really loved that time in my life because it was, I didn't have like a whole lot of friends. I didn't have any friends downtown really at that time. Yeah. So I just kind of like get home from school. Walk the dog, and then so, play guitar, and then go to work. You know? So when you did this gig at uh, Cotton Patch, now known as Noble Jones, right. for all of you oh, that right. aren't familiar with the Cotton Patch, um, what kind of music were you playing? Were you playing covers? Were you playing right. uh, originals? And if you were playing covers, what covers were you playing? It was a mix. I did a I did a lot of originals because uh, I wrote a lot of. At time, so you're writing just music from the beginning. It's kind of really part of the inspiration of just wanting to not only be a part of like the making the music, but actually right. like making the songs. So like I was, you know, totally inspired by that and obsessed with it. So like I quit everything else I was doing in my life. Baseball, I was going to be shortstop for the Yankees. Nice. Um, their loss. Very generous so, of you to give that up. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just I, I had no choice, you know. Um. So you started playing music. Yeah. How, how long was that at the Cotton Patch? For me, that was like two, two and a half years, I think, that I wow. did that. So about till you graduated? Yeah. Yep. So so talk to us about that. Post-graduation, you've you've been playing guitar. Have you been playing any other instruments? I uh, learned piano. Okay. Um, actually, like my mom plays piano. And she's a great singer. So she taught me middle C on the piano because one day in high school, I came home and I was like, hey, mom, I signed up for the talent show. And uh, she's like, great, what song are you going to do? I'm like, I want to do Piano Man by Billy Joel because <laughs> I can play the harm. I know the harmonica part. Okay. She's like, but you don't know how to play a piano. And I was like, well, I mean, like, I figured you could teach me, you know? <laughs> and she's like, well, when is this? It's like two weeks from now. She's like, great. <laughs> she's like, you don't want to do this. You should, you should really consider doing a different song. I was like, no, mom, I got it. So played a weird, you know, like, a, she, Taught me learn where, from necessity where to go, and I first place, baby. Wow! Oh, wow. Congratulations! Yeah. And then next week, ne- next year, I didn't even place. So <laughs> I tried. I tried the same gimmick, and uh, <laughs> with a different song, it didn't work. So you're clearly you're born to do music. When you graduated high school, did is that what you kind of decided? That's what you were going to do as your career. I mean, I figured. I when I went to college, is like I knew that I wasn't going to graduate. Right. I felt like I was just going to, that's something I wasn't going to finish because I want to be on the road and wanted to tour. So I uh, dropped out. So let's go to this then. You you dropped out of college. You only went for one year, right? Almost a full year, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> what, what college was it? Was it local? Augusta State at the time. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. nice. So you, you dropped out of Augusta to... State. Was it to tour? Well, event, yeah, pretty much. Because okay. I, was, I was actually supposed to go to Auburn. And then right before... Um, I was supposed to leave. I decided, you know, might as well pay less money since you're not going to finish this thing. Yeah. Perfect. So, uh, did that. And I realized I couldn't be on the road, you know, and go to school at the same time. Right. I guess you can now. You can now. You can now. I could have, I could have graduated, you know? Right. 
um, with something very useful like art history, you know? Right. Perfect. <laughs> That's what you need. So, so I literally started hitting up like coffee shops and this is back in like the MySpace days. Give us a year. So a year. Yeah. Give us a year. A, like that was that year of my life. Yeah. Yeah. What year? Oh, shoot. Uh, like 2007? That'd been 2007. Yeah. Look at me. How about that? There you go. 2007, 2008. Yeah. Okay. So I just guessed MySpace years and I was like, 2007 yeah. sounds like a MySpace year. That's right. <laughs> it, you're, you know, your life evolved, revolved around like who was in your top eight. Right. You know? Right. And if you're like a musician, you want to make sure that you put like bands that you're trying to like support. In right. there, then also, hundred like, you know, percent cool. Then you gotta have Tom, of course. You, you had to have Tom and your top friends. Yeah, MySpace was that was a whole different world, man. I can't <laughs> even speak on that. Hey, you, could, you know what? Facebook, when you pull up profiles, do you hear background music? I don't think so. Yeah, that, that's a cool feature. Honestly, they should have. Yeah, that. totally. So you. 2007, you start touring. Where yeah. were you touring? Was it local? Were you going coffee shop? Does coffee shop is is touring being a little dramatic, or or were no, you was, going from city to city? It was all over the southeast. Okay. Um, we did uh, like I started touring with like this punk rock band called All Get Out, and that was like shows that were like Sector Seven G kind of things. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Very cool. So like I was like the acoustic opener. Were you a cover guy. band or no? I played I played like a 30 minute set. Okay. And that was just like all originals playing like emo girls and boys, you know? <laughs> Everyone was there to party and you were just like, hold on. Well, actually, no. <laughs> I Mellow made... out with me first. <laughs> so I never did like the mellow thing. I was okay. like this crazy guy <laughs> with an acoustic guitar, like running up and down the stage, jumping <laughs> off of like amplifiers and drum Heck risers. Yeah. You so got was, like, to. Putting on a show. I don't want to I feel like I'm going to be the whole band here. I don't want to be like you came to a punk rock show. Right. Or uh, pop punk is something what they called it. So um, I'm going to just play hard and fast, break a lot of strings, <laughs> and just go crazy. And I wrote like upbeat pop songs, lovey dovey stuff. So and, you uh, have music on, on Spotify and stuff. Do you have any of that music from, from back in the day on, on your Spotify? Not yet. Working on it. That's hilarious. It, so that needs it. to be out there. Yeah, it's a totally different time. I bet. So, <laughs> totally different time. Now I'm a little bit more chill, but. Uh, there's still a lot of rock and roll in me. In fact, I'm working on a punk rock project right now. But anyways. Okay. Uh, so that was 2007. Right. We then did a thing uh, called John Kruger Trio, which was me and my buddy Zach um, on drums, which is only two people. And because uh, I can do math. <laughs> So John Kruger Trio took off and <laughs> the run. John Kruger Trio was two people. Right, right. I I love it already. <laughs> so I love it. It was like a like a acoustic white stripes kind of thing. That's okay. okay. So okay. sticking with the hard fast. And this is right. what 2010. No, this is still we're in. We're still in the same we're, year. We're we're running up the the timeline. Like we're getting to like 2008. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. It was during because he was doing Edison Project full time when we started doing that and. Like those are my those are my dudes. Yeah, they were kind of my uh, first introduction into like a real band. That's like yeah. going you, out you and doing it. You played with them, right? Well, I was like the solo kid, and okay. I hung out with them okay. like all the time. Okay, I went with them everywhere. I get off work, go to the band house, and uh, the way we met was from Twelve Man's Christmas. Gotcha, Joe yep. Stevenson. Shout right, out to yep. Joe. So that night basically like formed all the relationships. That became like my brothers and that's best like friends. that Disney Pixar meeting that came out with like Toy Story and Finding Nemo right, right. and all that. You're like, we left here all <laughs> as musicians. When we come back, we'll talk to John about 
how he finally made the decision to be a full-time musician. But first... So David, I'm looking at right now, we've got books next to us. They're little little square books, and it's the little guide to Augusta. Um, you know, y'all hear us talk about this every episode. Uh, it's because we're partnered with them, and it's such a great partnership. They are doing everything that we want to do in a podcast. Pick up your little guide to Augusta and follow them on Instagram and Facebook because they've just moved on, moved into doing videos for businesses that they have. And they're really great videos. I mean, if they, they were so easy to work with for getting us into their book, I'm sure they're just as easy to work with with producing an incredible video promo for your business. Look at them, little guide to Augusta. I, I see us starting to build this musical career from you, okay. but I want people to understand you weren't just a musician at this point. You were working a job and being a musician. I want to talk about kind of like that career you had on the side and then when you decided it's time for me to give it up and go music full time. Yeah, okay. Well, I started off working uh, in a print shop. I was like print shop assistant. So okay. like sorting bulk mail, taking it to the post office, cutting paper all day, sliding <laughs> it through the UV coder, just like literally one sheet at so a like time. So like writing songs at work, like Mindless basically. work. I mean... You're getting me excited, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, and that's... I think that was one JK. of the... It was like, oh boy. I, it was cool because, you know, later on I would complain about having like... Not being able to like really like listen to music or listen to like a podcast or a book on tape because I got into video work and that was just not... You couldn't do two at one. I was right, like, man, right. I long for the days of just sliding the paper through the UV coder, sorting zip codes, and just like <laughs> listening to whatever, you know? Right. And losing brain cells from all the chemicals in there. Right. Side effect. Right. right. Yeah. It was, gonna, it was bound to happen one way or another. And uh, th- I've steadily got into uh, video and worked in that for a long time, directing and writing uh little scripts for healthcare companies and, and all stuff. that's without mm-hmm. a college degree. So you're just, you're work, like, Hey, I'm going to work my way work up. The way up. American you know? dream. Exactly. And it helped that. I mean, I was, I was pretty good at it. I'd been doing video for like, I'd been making home videos since I was a kid, home movies. Right. Um, embarrassing home movies that <laughs> I hope never see the light of day, like mockumentaries, like spinal tap kind of stuff. Yes, right. But I'd play yes. like all the characters, <laughs> <laughs> like set up camera on a tripod and just like, <laughs> Go at it, change clothes, do the next thing. Uh, so the video world I understood made sense, mm-hmm. and uh, I enjoyed doing that. I got to travel a whole lot. And uh, there's a time, I think, where I almost considered, like, giving up the music thing. Really? It's, I mean, if you're going to do this thing, uh, it, number one, it's the, uh, one of the hardest you know, industries, businesses to do. Music. Music, music. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no one's like, I want my kid to be a musician. You know, but um, my parents were actually pretty very supportive about it. They know how much I love it, and they were um, they always encouraged me to do that a lot long, <laughs> a lot longer ago than you know now. Right. Um. So, I realized I just you know that was the dream, and uh, I would be looking back. You know, if I didn't do it, if I didn't try. Yeah. I'd look back one day and kind of probably regret it. So that was a good enough reason. To, so, so what to year was on. it? What year did you make the jump? Well, full, like finally leaving everything was right. last year. 
Okay. But I was still doing part time. I picked a great time, you know, like, like <laughs> 20, 2020 last year or 2019. Ended like 2019. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. I, I mean, you have our genuine you condolences cut, about the timing, but yeah. like, congratulations. Timing was terrible. Right, right. But, um, you know. So, okay. So, so we understand that. So, so you were working in producing, you were doing. Uh, a lot of what ads and and advertising and that kind of stuff. Uh, not even that so much. A lot of like for c- customers of a healthcare, you know, um, agency, TPA, third right. party, third party administrator. Okay, this is exciting stuff, man. <laughs> and uh, anything with acronyms. But it was cool. Yeah, gosh, there's so many acronyms in healthcare. You know, HC, and man. even education. I'm telling you, there's, oh, there's enough acronyms. We should maybe do away with acronyms. I agree. I think just the, unless even, they make a word with the acronym. Whoa! Right, Dawa. Do away with acronyms. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they're more like informational kind of like stuff. But gotcha. we did some really cool okay. animated videos. I was really proud of being a part of and doing stuff differently than anybody else was really doing it in that industry. It's pretty cool. Very so, cool. Sorry, okay. I, can hear, I can hear my voice in there. I was screaming on the mic last night. So <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm barely hanging on. So so let's do this now. 2019, you decided to take the plunge. Now let's go back. You know, this is like one of those 90s movies that's a little complicated to watch. We're doing the Michael Jackson documentary. I mean, the, the Michael Jordan documentary. Michael Jordan documentary. We have like some hip-hop music from the 90s that takes us back to the jump. It's from the bong. Yeah. No. Perfect. That's what we need. <laughs> so Michael Jordan documentary style, we're going right. to go back and we're going to yep. say, okay, yeah. tell us how you got to that point now where you had a successful career, mm-hmm. but you still said, no, I'm going to do music. Yeah. Well, for a long time, just I kept making records, but I wasn't doing any touring and stuff. And I, I really missed that. Um, and I love making records and writing songs. But and I don't mean to interrupt, but when you when you say you're making records, like literal are, you, records? are you doing that on, in a home studio? Or are you going to a studio? Do you? you uh, know? Yeah. I, so when I was 18, I started working with um, Jeff Tomei up in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia at Cock of the Walk Studios. OK, very cool. Which is owned by Jesse James Dupree uh, from the band Jackal. Okay. They're famous for the the uh, chainsaw guitar solo. First ever to do that a song That's called incredible. Lumberjack. So go up there and work with Jeff Tomei, and he has, he comes from background of let me drop some names here. Go so for it, man. Like Matchbox Twenty, he did uh, he engineered Siamese Dream for Smashing Pumpkins. Wow. Uh, worked on a lot of soundtracks because he was mostly um, major label stuff. So like that's a big so, sound engineer. So he knows what he's doing, right? You know? <laughs> so he helped me learn how to use a studio. It's different than how you would you know perform live. So I started. Going up there, you know, probably five, six times a year. So I learned a lot of tricks and how to do it. I still record up there. We're still good buds and, you know, made um, all my recordings are pretty much all up there with him. When did you start recording with him? That was so I got introduced to him by uh, Joe Stevenson. Because um, he yeah. worked there, and I, too, I met through Twelve Bands Christmas. Yeah. So, like I said, like my entire life is thanks to Twelve Bands Christmas. So, and like what happened and that thanks night, to Joe. You know, <laughs> thank you, Joe. He's, yeah, uh, thank you, Joe Steven. Exactly. It's follow all, the llamas. The llamas. The llamas. <laughs> exactly. So okay, so let's do this real quick. You mentioned before the show 
there's a lot of bands you've been a part of. Right. Let's name drop them real quick, and then let's transition after that. Let's talk about your music now. To JK. Okay. The JK. Well, let's see. Well, obviously started off solo. Um, right. And then... Punk rock. Yeah, punk acoustic, I guess. Punk acoustic. <laughs> you call it, but they were pop songs, man. It's like, it's like it yellow just, card acoustic style. Uh, but it wasn't that whiny. No. Oh. It's probably like no, no, John no. Mayer, but upbeat. Yes, actually. There we go. go. The ladies all over this man. It was sort of like the kooks had just come out, and uh, that was a big one. Yeah, ladies. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Nothing like a musician in 2020, right? (laughs) (laughs) So you started doing uh, your opening. You worked with the Edison Project. Um, Were were you a part of any bands? No, not for a long time. Okay. Um, then eventually after doing solo stuff for a while, because literally like, I just run around town um, opening for people and playing just by myself. And I never played like with the Edison Project, but it's funny. Like sometimes I'm hanging out with like Reno or someone and someone will come up and be like, man, we love you guys. And I think they're talking about me and Reno's other band, Eskimo <laughs> Hitos. And they're like, Edison Project was just the best. I'm like, yeah, they were. They were. <laughs> it was a good time. And uh, no, I didn't play in them, but I w- you always saw me there, I'm play sure. Play with them. Play with, yeah, well, I mean, we actually all ended up in the same band together later on. So I'm doing a bad job of doing this timeline here. <laughs> Let me start again. So John Kruger solo, uh, it's right out of high school and all that. Right. Then later on I did a thing called Tumbling Tumbleweeds, which was like folk, bluegrass. Okay. Where are we in the timeline top. right now? We're a couple years now. So like 2010? We are... Ni- 2011. Okay. Because after I, I moved to Nashville in 2010, okay. came back, released another solo record, then did Tumble and Tumbleweeds. Gotcha. 2011. After that, did um, a band called Eskimojitos, which is my <laughs> incredible. That's an incredible name. I'm, it's, that'll be the band that I'd love the most. Yeah. I had the most fun. And I was so living you, in. You've done the punk pop acoustic, <laughs> I've done the that. folk. What's the next one? Right. What was this band? So Eskimo Hitos, that's what we're talking about, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So what we ended that? up, I was in, I was living in Nashville and all my friends, we randomly like got a show booked at Sky City for some reason. Okay. And we were just like, well, why don't we put a little band together? And <laughs> we, we did, we had a great show. We're like, what do we call this? And we were just like, Eskimo Hitos. <laughs> so we'd yell that in between every song and it just kind of like stuck. And then me and Jack got... Both of our cars like broken into out back like, oh, right no. after the show. We were having like this great time. We come out windows busted <laughs> and we looked at each other like, all right, now we're a band. Nah. This is it. So we're going to be a band. <laughs> and uh, we ended up like on the East Coast Entertainment roster for like um, really doing like uh, fraternity sorority gigs. Yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. You were on the list. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not doing great uh, writing up here in Nashville. It's, you know, this sounds like a lot more fun. <laughs> So yeah. came back to do that. Okay. And then everyone started having like babies and stuff. So we had to. What kind, what kind of know. music did y'all do? Oh, that's like, right. What was the genre? That's right. I mean, we did a lot of like covers for like the party stuff, but it was right. like Cake, Weezer. Okay. Um, I'm expecting the, the some darkness. of those tonight. The dar- yeah. 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 <laughs> did the darkness. Basically like songs at the time you weren't used to like hearing right. from Ben. And then we had like probably six or seven of our own songs. Um, okay. That. We recorded a couple, and those will be coming out eventually. 
Okay, was it that same that. vein? Was it like you could hear that cake song and then play yours next? Or totally, it? it fit in that same world. Okay, it's, wow. It was uh, pop rock, you know? Okay. I guess it's the best way of putting it. So you've kind of been flirting with pop for a while, just in and oh, out. Oh, I love pop, dude. I'm, I'm a Beatles guy, you know? There you go. So, I mean, and what can I say? It's called popular music for a reason. Right, right, right. right. Popular. It's people easy like to, it. It's good. <clears throat> yeah, there's a reason people like it. It's because it's like catchy and good, you know? Yeah. Some, most of it. Yeah, you don't... Have, <laughs> yeah, right. So you don't have... To, after Eskimo Hitos, uh, okay. what, what was next? Gosh. Solo for a little bit. Okay. Again. Um, and I think that around that point, I was started recording what would be um, Tweed. My okay. What number album. album is that? It's the fifth album that I've done. So I mean, you are just putting out music. I mean, I just never stopped. Because um, it's, I mean, writing music and recording music, this is like my favorite thing to do. So even when I had, you know, full-time job, this is what I did. Right. Um and the great thing about having a full-time job is you can afford, you know, studio time. You can do cool <laughs> things, you can do, right, yeah. right. So I uh, did that, and that's when I kind of went, I kind of got a little, like, bummed out for a little bit. And I was wondering, like, man, am I going to, like, just not try doing this anymore? Focus, put all my eggs in another basket. And, um, you know, that was impossible for me to do. So continued on with that and started, I joined a Tom Petty tribute band. For a little Love bit. that. Uh, just like the guy in the back, percussion, rhythm, guitar, all stuff. Kind of like my friends from uh, Eskimo Hitos had ended up in there. And I came, you know, like to every show because I'm Tom Petty freak, you know. Since uh, high love school. It. Know all the songs. <laughs> freaking dress like Tom Petty, you know. So <clears throat> I ended up, they're just like, you know, you're going to be here at every show. Why don't you just play? Why don't you just you sit know? in the back with a guitar? So, yeah, and I was like, sweet. I'll be in the back. It will, but it wasn't long before I found stuff to jump off in that band too, you know? Because um, we would do like this rotating thing where um, one person would play up front lead, you know, for like two songs, then another person, right. another person. And then you had the Tom Petty guy who was Tom Petty all night. And uh, that was such a fun band. I missed that dearly. And right after that, um, did this thing called Calamino, which is the name of like my record label, if you can call it that. It's just something I created to publish music with, and so just called the band that because it was easy. Okay, was it just was it other people that you brought in? Uh, it was this me and Zach and Reno kind of been like glue for everything that I've ever done. Uh, we just had a different bass player, so we had Micah Swenson, Zach's brother. So that was basically Edison Project, you know, that band, without without Dave, just me instead, unfortunately. Um, so, it, you know, we didn't play any Edison Project songs. Right. But um, I would have loved to, because I love that band so much. We were tight. I knew all, the, all that music, too. I secretly, back in the day, kept wondering, like, when they're going to invite me to be the keyboard player. You know? <laughs> I'm just good enough at opening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just the solo kid. I just will be the up, piano uh, guy. I was like, I can, I can do that. You guys should let me do that. Okay. That's what I should have said. And then, uh, okay. So we're at Next. the point, you've recorded how many albums by this point? At that point, that was like four. What year are we in right now? Okay, now we're we're getting closer to present tense. Okay. So I think we're like 2018? 20, 2018. So you've been in like five or six bands, mm-hmm. a couple of which have just been you <laughs> yeah. uh, making your own music, and you've been putting music out this whole time. 
You right. also have a full-time job. Right. So take us to the present. Okay. So coming out of 2018, I finished up my album Tweed, uh, vinyl. You right. know, I always wanted to make vinyl. It took me like five years to make because I kept going up and changing things and wanted to make it perfect because I'm like, if I'm going to make a vinyl record, I'm, it's probably the only one I'm going to make. Um, let's can, make sure it's like perfect. So I can take a picture. Is the, one, oh, is yeah, the yeah, album yeah. that you brought for us, is that Tweed? This is Tweed. I'm so excited yeah. about this. This is Tweed. I love this record so much. I'm really proud of it. Um, and that's me on the back looking up uh, at the sky, really artistically, out in Texas. It looks like you did some push-ups before you did that. <laughs> you got to, you know. <laughs> love it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, love that record so much. So finished that and um, promoted it very poorly. Um, still promoting it very poorly. I'm going to work on my promotion skills, get better at Instagram. You we'll know? help you, man. Your, so, your, your music's awesome. Oh, thank you, man. If, if you guys have the opportunity to buy Tweed, you, you should do it. And if you have the opportunity to just listen to it on Spotify, you should also do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. While supplies last, because actually what's going to happen is it's coming off of all the streaming services, and you'll only be able to listen to it on vinyl. But a lot of the songs are going to be on my next... Um, gotcha. Um, it's called Songbook Volume okay. 1. It's a collection of all this stuff that we're talking about. It'll be a, sort of like the best of those different projects and things. That's pretty cool. So I was like, I'm sick of the, like, I got to tell people like, oh, we go here to hear this song, you go here to hear that. So I was like, no one's going to do that one. <laughs> uh, it's just, like, just keep it simple under one little branch. Okay. So put that record out and then kind of went through the same thing of just not playing so much and wondering, am I going to keep doing this? And I started band with my buddies, Reno again, and Joe, and we started Rattlesnake Cobra. <laughs> and, uh, how how well did that name go? Rattlesnake Cobra is so fun to say <laughs> and to like to yell out. People I love like, it. People like these guys are nuts, you know. Wh where did y'all play? Mostly like in Aiken. Like we started doing okay. the the brew pub. This is just like a totally just a local thing. Yeah. Um, we've had one out of town gig, but some there was no Rattlesnake Cobra at like frat parties. No, 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 on, no, no. The, on the Eastern Seaboard. Yeah, I mean, this is only like a year and a half ago or whatever, and no one has that band name, of course. That, I I took, because that was, I used to have a CB radio to talk to like truckers and stuff when right. I was touring around. Yeah. I was in my Honda Accord, of and course. everyone's got, you got a handle, so my handle was Rattlesnake Cobra. Come in, 10-4, Rattlesnake Cobra. Full circle. Yeah, and so now actually... Um, Side note, we started working on a, a new album, Rattlesnake Cobra Awesome. But um, <laughs> I love it. I can't, I can't quit with the projects, you know. I so, love it. Uh, about like the point when we were uh, kind of kicking things off, I uh, started doing Dixie Motor Lodge. Yeah. And full on, like, we're going to be this band and tour all over the world and be gone all the time. And then COVID. So that was, you know, COVID. That's yeah. it. Can't be okay. like a touring band. So back to solo and weird projects on the side, you know. When we come back, where is he now? We take an in-depth look at John's music projects. You're listening to the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. So, uh, David, um, Savannah River Brewery is one of our favorite breweries in Augusta. Not only are they our favorite, but they're actually our sponsor for the year 2020. And uh, I'm very excited about that. And you know what else I'm excited about? Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest is still happening at Savannah River Brewery. However, it's not going to be just one day. They're actually doing it over a whole week. September 22nd to September 26th 
You're not going to want to miss out on this. They're spreading it out so it's not as many people every day. And so I want to encourage y'all, go follow them on Facebook. They have all their updates, especially about Oktoberfest and the events they will be having. Um, They will be following CDC guidelines to make sure that we do not spread the virus. Um, But make sure that you follow them on Facebook. Go check them out. Go sit in their tap room and enjoy a beer. So, So we're now present day. Now we're back in 2020. COVID times. We've hit all these bands. Can you real quick? What are all the bands you've been in and and played with? Yeah, just real quick. Should we start back to like the high school bands? Real quick, but uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Leeway was the first one. The Mirrors. These are ones I didn't even mention because this is high school stuff. Uh, Tumbling Tumbleweeds, Eskimohitos, Calamino, Dixie Motor Lodge. I think that's all of them. Rattlesnake Cobra, awesome. What about without a fight? That's that's just me. It's just JK. It's your it's your most recent. It's my most recent. Yeah, it's okay. just a song. It's just a song. It's, under, it's beautiful. Under, oh, thank you. It's a beautiful song. I like it here, guys. You are nice. <laughs> so, so, and you're welcome back anytime. That's cool. I, I, you know, if anyone wants to say something nice to me, especially in front of my face, like, wow, <laughs> this is great. So, awesome. uh, so, so, John, we've we've kind of traced awesome. this really cool path with you and. And I think out of all the bands we've had on, I think you may have had the most diverse experience, which is pretty cool. Um, Now, we're going to kind of give you the platform. You've given us your backstory. We appreciate that. Talk to us about the music you're making now. Talk to us about your projects. Genre and everything. Yeah. Right. So most recent, I kind of write all kind of stuff. I mean, I write every day. It's my job. I do it all the time. And Rattlesnake Cobra awesome kind of happened because i was like writing you know country songs you know like for nashville type stuff um sad songs how long did you live in nashville uh, like a little over a year or something okay i think so yeah uh and i i was i'm still going up there to like shop songs and stuff like that um i felt like i need to do something just like i need to get my mind off of you know just this Mm-hmm. Just playing like, music. So, so I was like, let's do like some really short punk songs, you know, and just like write lyrics off the cuff and see, like throw and paint at the wall, throw paint at the wall, see what sticks. Yeah. And what actually happened was like some really cool songs. And so it's coming into like a cool little album project thing. It's got, got some ways to go. But uh, other than that, I just write a lot of mostly like country stuff. Okay. So, so maybe I would like to ask. How many projects do you have going on right now? Uh, just just those two, really. Like my, my so band. you have a personal project, and then you're working with Rattlesnake yeah. Cobra. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay. Okay. That sounds so good, man. And by uh, the way, I love it. Are are you yeah. doing local shows? Obviously, it's very tough to do. I pretty much traveling do. right now. Yeah, I'm just a songwriter. You're just point. writing right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't. I. I'll maybe perform here and there, but... So your biggest advice to somebody that wants to listen to you is... I hope you have good internet connection. So Spotify. <laughs> Spotify right. is cool. Apple. Apple's cool. Yeah, all my stuff will be located in one spot. Um, I mean, one, like, album. It'll be all this stuff that we're talking about. That's crazy. Okay. It's cool. Yeah, so Songbook Volume 1 will be out soon. That's pretty and, cool, uh, though. hear it there. And, yeah, and what kind of genre genres will they find there in that songbook volume? Oh, I don't know how Apple and Spotify are going to label this one because <laughs> it is multi. It is all <laughs> over the place, son. It's like uh, 
yeah, there's that folk stuff because I did yeah. a lot of folk things for a while. Still do. Um, I consider myself like folk rock guy. Ah, country or folk tinges. pop. Folk pop. Yeah, maybe. like totally. uh, you know, Judah and the Lion, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think I've only heard one of their songs, but I'm gonna go with <laughs> you on that, Chris. Trust he me. he seems yeah. pretty confident with how he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge funk. Convince me. I'm a huge folk person. Mm. So when you're opening, I'm, I'm curious: is uh, have you had any experiences where you've opened for someone where you're like, "Holy crap!" or where you've like done a play or not a play, obviously, <laughs> where you played with somebody that you didn't think that you'd be able to play with? Uh, I wouldn't say maybe play with someone I never thought I'd play with, but I've had a couple like really kind of sort of like pinch me moments that didn't really happen with me actually performing okay. or playing the bill. Like my favorite interaction was I was a big Ben Folds guy growing up. Um, I loved the way he played, just banged the keys and like ran up the sky. I thought it was just the coolest thing in the world. And about like five, six years ago, he was coming to town to play at the symphony. And uh, for whatever reason, I got the job to drive him around, like no pick way. him up at the airport. That's super cool. And like take him to the hotel and do all that stuff. And so I show up at uh, Gust Regional Airport. They're like, hey, do you up. need an opener? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that. I was just, I was, right, right, right. I was being total professional. Like I'm not going to say like how much your music is such a big part of my life and how it changed, you know, I'm going to skip all that. I'm just going to be the driver. Okay. So I show up at midnight to pick him and his manager up from the plane, and I show up in my Jeep Wrangler, which is not a car that you pick up a rock star in, you know? <laughs> yeah, what. you need to tint the windows. <laughs> you need to put the the back part on, which I assume right, right. was not on. No, no, no. Yeah, everything open. So anyways, <laughs> uh, we get in. It's midnight. He's had, like, a terrible flight out from Los Angeles, and uh, I'm driving him to... The Marriott, right down yonder. Okay. Shout out. And so it's late, and uh, get there, and I pull up at the um, to drop him off, and it turns out like that's the wrong entrance after hours, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, Ben, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. Uh, you know, I'll take your stuff, and we'll go back around. And they're like, No, we'll we'll just walk. And I'm like, Oh man, walk all the way around the hotel to get in. I'm like, I've just lost the coolest gig that I've ever had and because <laughs> I dropped Ben Folds off at the wrong entrance and he's got to walk around the hotel. Sure enough, I get the call to pick him up in the morning so everything's like cool. Yes. And uh, driving he and his band around, uh, the bass player and stuff, the manager, and then uh, at the show at the symphony, they call me in the middle or towards the end. They're like, so we need you to have your uh, truck ready at the exit. So like... He's going to finish his set and then walk, you know, straight out the door into, you know, your car and you're going to drive off. This is like a Rolling Stones like right, moment. Right, right. I'm pulled up next to the Bell Auditorium. I'm holding out the door, you know, like for, so when he comes out, he can like walk in and stuff. Yeah. Just straight out the, the door. The tip jar sitting in the, in the cup holder. <laughs> no, no, yeah, exactly. So I uh, hear the crowd, hear the applause. It's huge. And then the door opens and the, the crowd is even louder. <sighs> And then here comes Ben just waltzing out straight into the truck, close the door, noise, door shuts. I get in the truck, silence. It's like, whoa, this is what rock and roll is. You just had this like amazing, loud, you know, experience with a whole lot of people. And then it's nothing. Wow. All of it goes away so quick. And we're driving down the street 
and he's still got so much energy. He's amped up, and he's like beating on like my car seat and stuff. And I'm like, Ben Folds is is like playing drums in the back of my car. This is the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. He's just still amped up. We get to this red light, actually right down here on 7th, and it stays red for like five minutes. And the whole time, he's still playing drums. I've got the man his manager next to me, and I'm kind of like trying to be a professional. This is a professional run red light. Yes, for, yes. That the answer is yes. <laughs> but I thought about it for so long. It probably wasn't five minutes, but it felt like forever. You're just like, I live here. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna He's run not it. gonna tell me to do it, <laughs> right, right. but he expects me to do yeah. it. I'm gonna run it. I just want to make. I mean, it's what as long as it's cool with them. Right. My whole goal with but anything. Ben, are you yeah. ready for this? <laughs> <laughs> you buckled up. <laughs> this is a red light. There's nobody around. You know, doesn't get more rock and roll than that. There you go. And so pull up and I'm thinking like okay now is my time I've made it through I can finally tell Ben like how much your music inspired me which I know he hears all the time right but it's such the artist wants to hear that you know it makes you feel good you know the million times that people have told me how much I've inspired them the has really <laughs> <laughs> you have a diary where you're doing I write down marks. every single name you know right. I'm like hey let me get yeah phone number I'm gonna text you you're on the email list now. Right. Um, <laughs> so now, I don't think, yeah. Uh, uh, all kidding aside, um, he's signing autographs with like a bunch of posters in the back of my Jeep. And I'm like, this is just the coolest thing ever. And then, it, you know, then it's over. Right. And you're back, I go to my job the next morning. You got your rock and <laughs> you roll know? experience. Yeah. It's funny. Like his manager and some of the band, like they invited me out for drinks. And I was like, uh, well, I got work in the morning. <laughs> And I, and I wanted to see my girlfriend at the time, so uh, I didn't go hang out and party. But I should have, man, you know? <laughs> what was I thinking? I'm a rock and roller, dude. So so I have to ask. So that was your pinch me moment here in Augusta, which is really cool. Mm. Um, do you have any venues oh. downtown that you like to play in? I got another pinch me moment, though. Oh. After that, though. Quickly no, do no, no, go no, for it. Go, go for it. it. Go for okay. it with the pinch me moment. Oh, well, this was just... Uh, Back in November, on yeah. uh, Dixie Motor Lodge, did the um, back in November. Yeah, we did a cruise. Like Ten years ago, it does, dude. It so does. We played this cruise ship and uh, Saw Fest. That's what it's called. Okay. And Heck yeah! So I'm doing a songwriter round with uh, Billy Dean, and he's singing his song. He's famous for Billy the Kid. Yeah. I miss okay. Billy yeah, the yeah, Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like literally, like he plays that song, and then I'm supposed to play a song. Ugh. And I'm sitting there like, this is the just coolest thing like i grew up with that song in my head on the radio all the time and now it's being sung right next to me you play it back for him and we're like on the same level that would have been hilarious <laughs> but like we're literally like at this point you know it's we're on the same stage and i felt like all right th things are okay right things are okay and we will be right back with some incredible music and of course john's answer to the drop the disc question while we're on this break, though, let me take an opportunity to talk to you guys about the Clubhouse. The Clubhouse is an incredible workspace and startup incubator. In fact, the founder of the Clubhouse, Eric Parker, is launching his new podcast, Make Startups, right out of Augusta when he talks to local congressman Rick Allen, as well as other local entrepreneurs. It's a really great production, and he is partnering with us at Augusta Podcast Studio. So we're very, very excited Go check him out, Make Startups, makestartups.com, and it can be found on Spotify, Podbean, and YouTube. What are your favorite places to play downtown? 
Just curious. Uh, let's see. Back in the day, you know, I really liked the mission back in the day. Uh, Where is that? It's for now those it, in twenty twenty. It became Sky City, and then it became there you go. Uh, Garden Garden City. City. Yeah. And then I loved playing the Soul Bar. It's the first time I opened for Modern Skirts. Okay. And that was cool because I got to know them. They're an Athens band. Were an Athens band that had like they were pop. So you like yeah. kind of intimate experiences. So, I love intimate experiences. <laughs> so I got to know them um, through doing that. Coco was so good to let me open for them because uh, they had a huge impact on on me. And like to be able to go up to Athens and run into one of those guys in the street and them like know my name was you know what I thought was a cool thing. It's not like they were this huge band, but you know they toured across seas and opened up for REM. That's pretty big to me. Yeah, that's you know? a next Absolutely. level. That's a great thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Venues around town. You know, Sector 7G was pretty fun Man. back in the day. Uh, and I, for those that are just tuning mm-hmm. in now and don't know what Sector 7G is. I don't even think is. there's a yeah. present day comp for se- Sector 7. Like. Where, whereabouts is that? Gosh. It, that's off of Ellis. Um yep. And there's probably not even like a landmark for it. I don't think there's anymore. anything. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but I do love um, the met- metro is kind of the place yeah. that I've had. Okay. I probably had Eskimo Hitos had probably our best shows there. I'd say, um, just we would only play in a t- in town once a month, so that would make like we could get a bigger draw for right, that. Right, and right. we made it like an event. So every Eskimo Hito show in town was like, you know. Like a Miss Eskimo Hito night where we crown like a pageant. Like there's a girl out there who's gonna be Miss Eskimo Hito. So not you know? just a like, big deal, but you stuff. made like a massive deal out of it. Yeah, bandana nights where I decorate bandanas and stuff and throw them out, and we'd make obscene T-shirts, like the worst thing you could imagine on a T-shirt. We would make great, that. Great, love it, and Love throw it that. Out. So like we we, how you know Halloween shows and that weren't Halloween, you know. Absolutely. Like. Wear your suit and tie, you know. Yeah, it could be a, uh, it could be anything. That was such a fun way of doing of doing shows, and so I thank Metro so much for uh, allowing us to cause absolute chaos and destruction <laughs> for, I think they for like four that. hours. I think they, they like because this was back like you could smoke cigarettes in there, right. and you can. Right. It was just, and of course, me, I'm running all over the place like crazy guy. Uh, standing like I was, I would do this Jay Z song, Ninety Nine Problems. I'd stand on like the very top like rail. You gonna do that tonight? Like, touch the, oh yeah, we're we're not gonna do Ninety Nine Problems because <laughs> there's no we're not cursing on the show. That's fair. So. That would be <laughs> such a hassle for me to make that appropriate. I think yeah, and I I think my days of of doing Ninety Nine Problems are are over. I think I'm gonna retire that. Knock on wood. Yeah, I'll still I'll still do some Nas, but um, <laughs> there we go. But that one, I'm I'm leaving back in the times, you know, and no one wants to hear that. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of that, speaking of things we let's say we do want to hear. Yes. We're pretty much about to be at the point where we're going to ask you to play some music for us. Uh, before cool. we do that, we do have a question we ask everybody, uh, and and Chris is going to ask that. That's going to be our. We call it our. We we we're tying the bow, right? Yeah. It's going to be a pretty bow. Okay. Um, tight, tight, nice and tight. Yeah, nice and tight. Please so, uh, so John, um, we're dropping the disc podcast, and what we're doing here is uh, we are dropping the disc from the terrible word disgust us. So yeah, in, if someone were to walk up to you 
and talk negatively about the city, what would your response be to them? Hmm. Uh, you know, it says probably more about that person than it does about the town. Um, I, Augusta means so much to me, and it's the reason I always keep coming back to it. It's the home of everything that I love, my friends, my family. Um, it's beautiful. You know, it's where I had my first kiss. <laughs> you know, where I first got laid. That all happened in the same uh, time, actually. <laughs> Within um, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> like five seconds. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's just, a, ta- a city is what you make of it. And luckily, this place has amazing people that do amazing things and are super helpful to each other. It's a team. It's a family. It's a community. It's Augusta. And uh, I'm thankful for that. I love it. Well, thank you for that answer. It the, sounds like you just made an infomercial for us. Sounds like he <laughs> just wrote a song, right? You forget that I'm a, I'm a writer, you know, but that's all off the cuff. Um, <laughs> so, John, before we I go... I can tell you what I just said. <laughs> I, I do want to ask this real quick. Um, you know, as as a musician, you know, a lot of the money that, that a musician can make is from doing shows. Mm-hmm. What do you kind of see as your future as a musician in this insane coronavirus world that we live in today? Right. Uh, well, that's where that's why I'm just a writer these days. You know, uh, no, uh, no. Do you no write for plans. other people though? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, and getting some TV, trying to get some TV spots. You know, uh, but like writing pretty much songs for other people to sing. You know. Um, like I said, a lot of the country world. Anything we would know? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Anything you're working on that we will know? It's classified. Call your shot. Babe Ruth. Classified. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's go- it's going really well. I'm really um, the happiest I've probably ever been in my life. And I'm doing what I love to do, and um, it's crazy world and pandemic. Not like you, as uh, to quote Jeff Goldblum. And, okay. Uh, mm. In Jurassic Park, life uh, finds a way. <laughs> I love it. Is that how he said it? I, th- I think that's how he said it. I think it. that's how he said it. I mean, great. I, I hadn't seen it in probably like that's 10 years great. or so, but uh, I think that's how I remember it. So, uh, we're that this yes. was a great interview. We're, John, thank you so much for, you. for doing this, man. Oh, we thanks, are uh, so excited to hear your talent. All right, we're going to do uh, a song called Terrified, which is how I feel about talking about myself for an extended <laughs> period of time. Uh, the song's called Terrified, about a year and a half old. It's not about a year and a half old, you know, kid. It's just like I wrote it a year and a half ago, you know. Well, I ain't afraid, I'm terrified. It ain't the monsters under my bed kind. Sing me to sleep And then it's cold pizza with my coffee Thinking so loud Punching my brain Cursing myself Laughing and crying Oh, I ain't afraid I'm terrified All you hear is it'll be alright Shut your eyes, baby, and hold on tight all I really want to be is alone Oh, I ain't afraid 
I'm terrified Took me to the fair in a jacket of blues Rode the big wheel, won a bear from a booth Vinegar fries on a Friday night Funhouse mirror so dirty and tried No, I ain't afraid, I'm just losing my Everybody wants to make you laugh Show you some love and hug you round your neck But all I really want to do is just cry Oh, I ain't afraid, I'm terrified See, it's hard to beat them When you join them a stray dog on a leash From Carolina to California, rinsing and repeat. No, I ain't afraid of what is in between. No, I ain't afraid, I'm terrified. What if I won't ever be satisfied? I ain't afraid to be terrified. Oh, yeah. And that was that. All right. Thank you. All right. So, uh, could you? That was a beautiful song. Could you kind of tell us what that song was, what came about it? You know, why you were inspired to write that song, Terrified? Cool. Let's see. Probably from a lot of like, Fighting that that you know thing inside you, that demon inside you, that's being bummed out or sad or um, equal parts happy and equal parts sad, and I work on trying to be focus on the happy part, you know, um, right. the, the good place. And so that song is definitely like there's a lot of moments in it where when I was writing it, I didn't know what I was writing about, and often don't. But looking back, I'm like, okay, yeah, I see. I see all of that. I see that person that's just equal parts an introvert and equal parts an extrovert. Um, maybe on the extreme of the extrovert to sort of get the introvert to the like, other side, right? Yeah. Right. So kind of like and this was fooling the, yourself. This was right before you went. Before you I became a full-time musician. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, there's probably a lot going on. I'm sure there's a lot of artists out there in this world that could say, they're terrified to do what you just did mm -hmm. at that be. moment in that song. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a song that, that kind of, you know, I think it's a beautiful song. You know, I think it, everyone, it is beautiful. Everyone has felt it, it is beautiful. Yeah. I feel like everyone has felt that way about something. Absolutely. Something I can like, relate you know, to there it. There you go. I can yeah. relate to it. David can relate to it. I'm sure. I don't know. Have you ever been terrified, David? <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of terrifying things. <laughs> So, so John, what are you, what are you going to play for us next? So we were talking about Songbook Volume 1, which is a collection of all stuff from over the years. You know? Absolutely. And uh, this is one that I recorded about two years ago with my buddy Joe and uh, Rachel Goodman and never put it out. So, you know, made really? a lot of stuff. And this is one that just never came out. Okay. So today this one is coming out. What's it called? So it's called Sticking It Out. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Sticking it out. Sticking it out. So it never a, came out, but sticking, sticking it, it out. out. This is a, a very, you know, it's a love song. Um, so I write equal parts. I'm getting back to the word equal. Right? Happy <laughs> stuff. I write sad stuff. I write love songs. Here's a love song. All of the fair weather fans have gone home It's a blowout, the home team's a mess When everyone's lying on their horns in the traffic And the mascot takes a smoke break Sticking it out on your right With the number one sign and your name on the back of my jersey Sticking it out till the last strike You're my dog in this old fight No matter how far you're down Sticking it out mm, No matter what You always hide when you don't want no one seeing you bummed out. Not every day's a parade. When you're sick as a kickflip, sunk all your battleships, cried your eyes red, feeling blue, sticking it out with a dad joke, some new eyes, a fresh coat, only your brush stroke away. Sticking it out till the sunrise Through the dark and cold night time With a good book or on comedy Sticking it out mm, No matter what Cause even Sonic's got tails So if your train derails I'll clean up Blood off the tracks Shine up your old shoes Tailor your rain boots and Love you when you tell me to get lost Sticking it out through the good times And even the bad Hail a cab ride with you in the back Hold your hair from the toilet Gatorade in the morning Kiss your forehead back to bed Sticking it out It is. It applicable is. in every situation. Yes, absolutely. All right. Looking forward to that coming out on the songbook volume one and a bunch of other stuff that's just been left on the table. So let's end this on a um, a mass plug. Yes. Um, plug every way that people can find you. At John Kruger on the Instagram. Kruger like Freddy Kruger. I'm sure <laughs> it's going to be spelled correctly. I trust these cats. That yeah, it's going to be spelled correctly on right. the podcast. Be. Just type Absolutely. in what the episode's called. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not good at social media, but I'm working on it. I'm going to do my best. All so right. it's a concert. I'm asking for an encore. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. So what would you play for an encore? Hmm. And would you play one for an encore? I mean, sure. Let's do <laughs> it. Let's do it. 
I mean, people are gonna want to hear another one. <laughs> I'm just letting you know right now. It could what be a cover. Be? It could yeah. be a cover. It could be anything you want. Anything I want. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna have to think for a second here. Do it, and you're, you're gonna want to take the headphones off because you're gonna want to move your head. That's right. Yep. I, I yep. Can't help but do it. I just, I gotta have. We have to have another one. <laughs> right on. Do you have like a, uh, like an old song? Like, an old song of mine? Yeah. Holy yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. I'm not going to video this one. I'll still put it on YouTube, though. <laughs> okay. I got... Yeah, this is going to be a weird one to play. Let's do it. I wrote... This is a song I wrote for uh, one of my friends, David Chaney, uh, his dog named Poncho. And we... This was back in the Edison Project days. Like, we were all hanging out at the, the band house, the Casbah. And we'd be sitting around, and like, you know, in a circle, literally, passing guitars. And Chaney, uh, my friend, started living there for a little bit. And I got to be, you know, got to know his dog really well. Swimming at the river with him all the time. And, like, his name's Poncho. That dog needs a song, you know. So in this song, I made Poncho my horse, and I'm a cowboy. Back in the timeline, this is probably like 2007. One less pair of boots outside her door. One less pair of socks on her bedroom floor. And at the table, there's an empty place for him. On and on he rides on Poncho Villa Lightning strikes him once again A note he said to help him feel less homeless Would only make him feel more pain Somewhere out there he's alone Some cowboy, one man rodeo. Sings himself to sleep at night about her. On and on, he rides on Poncho Villa. Lightning strikes him once again. Renote said to help him less homeless would only make him feel more pain but when he came back things had changed although they look the same they're feeling somehow faded away like young love moving on Poncho Villa And lightning strikes him once again Her note he said To help him feel less homeless Would only make him feel more pain 
Shout out to Poncho, man. Shout out to Poncho. Shout rest out to Poncho. Rest Poncho. in peace. Poncho passed uh, at this a couple months ago. Yeah. Man. Yeah. He's in a better place. My dog passed a couple months ago, too. Gosh. I, I'm dreading that day, man. You know? That's why you got to get a bird. They'll outlive you. And they're assholes, so you and won't even a, like them. They'll be a burden <laughs> yeah. to someone else. <laughs> oh. And then if you get a parrot... They'll constantly right, hold talk. on, hold on, hold okay, on. Okay, we're done. We're done. John, thank <laughs> you so much for being here. We love you being on this episode. You're welcome back in our studio every time. Any, any time. You're incredible. Thank you, John Kruger. Everybody, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Drop the Disc Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show and please tell a friend about us so that we can grow. Our next week's guest is going to be actor Michael Fortino. You may have heard of the show Stranger Things. He will be debuting in Stranger Things 3 when it's released. We look forward to talking to him about that as well as his work with Le Chat Noir downtown and improv and comedy. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio.